podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Olivia Taylor. And I'm Lucy Cecil. I've decided to try and say it differently each time. Yes, I've noticed. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like it's always exactly the same, even when I try to make it different. Mm. It's, It's almost like I'm repetitive. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a one track pony. pony. <laughs> one track podcast. One track podcast. Yeah. yeah. We are actually on the mono track right now. We so. are. We love a mono track, mm. don't we? Live yeah. for it and long for it <laughs> in our queer community. And speaking of, um, it's a new week. What are you living and longing for? Whoa. Right in. Dive right in. Look, love it. You've love got it. to, you've got to get back before the football traffic. Right. Look, Olivia, and we've all got lives to live. Don't tell everyone about, <laughs> <laughs> don't about my grievances with the traffic. <laughs> Um, but yes, I do. Uh, I am right. Well, let's just do it then. Yeah. Um, I am. Uh... Let's fall in love. <laughs> right. I just have one thing to say for what I'm living for, and I should have really mentioned it last week, but I think I was too heady in in the in the aftermath of it. And okay. I am living for the JLS reunion. Oh yes. Let's just get back together. We, we should have never, never broke, broke up. up. That's right, JLS. You should have never broke up. I, well, actually, no. I, I always say that JLS are like one of my favorite boy bands because they lasted the exact right amount of time. Like they didn't stretch themselves. Yeah, and they didn't do reunion tours and oh wait. No, oh wait, but now they are. Yes. Yeah. And um, one of them has ended up having a very successful career on CBBS. Who's on CBBS? JB. Yes. Yes. I knew it. He's got the CBBS face all about yeah. CBBS. He's he, so cute. Yeah, he's so cute and he has a farm. Oh, uh, yes, he does have a farm. Yeah. yeah. Love him. Love Marvin Humes. I just, I'm obsessed with JLS. Love them loads when they were around. I listened to their back catalogue this- Merry this, Christmas. <laughs> exactly. Listened to their back catalogue this week and they were so crap. Like, <laughs> so bad, but in the best way. I mean, and like, I don't think I can conjure up any back catalogue other than- so what 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 were the like what were the like pointless JLS songs? Oh my god, so many. But like um there's there's they have what they have, right? Are a lot of songs which are like set to the tune of something else, <laughs> okay. which is like just so like such blatant bullshit pop. Like you know the one that goes the hills are alive. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With yeah, the sound yeah, of yeah, music. Yeah. But, but that that was like such a thing at that time in yeah. the same way as how now with pop music um, everyone who does pop sings like this. Uh, yeah. Like, and, and uh, that was a bit Britney. That, that, that was very, that was, that was textbook Britney. Yeah, that was textbook. That's, that's actually not what I meant to do. <laughs> it, it's more just like, you know, and they sing with this like affectation. The sort of, the, the yes, yeah, the breathy, the breathiness. The, breathiness. the Ariana Grande. Um, the Halsies <laughs> of this world is probably more. I'm talking your Halsies. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so so there was that. There was everybody in love. Yeah, everybody in love. The club is live. Yeah, uh, one shot. I mean, there are so many one great shot. songs. Beat again. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. There are so many really good good ones. And then, but then like pointless ones. There are some. I've I've listened to some that I've never heard before. <laughs> There's one called 3D, which is all about like wanting love in 3D which oh. is so funny okay. there's one called teach me how to dance which is just <laughs> insane i just i'm just living for it it's so it's really giving me a lot of joy uh in these blustery blustery winter months that we are having um uh and i signed up for pre-sale to get tickets to the tour but then missed the pre-sale so now i'm with the rest of us i'm gonna try and get tickets for <laughs> their tour in november oh, wow. i want to take my little sister that'd be amazing <laughs> maybe 
I need to see if I'm actually free then. But yes. Wait, would she have even known about JLS? Would she have she been too young? She loved JLS. Did she? She loved them more than me. Really? Yeah. But I thought she's too cool for them. She's probably too cool for them now. I probably I should actually ask her before I go ahead and buy the tickets. Aww. Because like I don't know if she'd actually want to go. She's the one who sent it to me on Instagram with just loads of like exclamation marks, like ah! I sent it to you as well after you the sent podcast it to me as well. You did. Week. You did. Um. So anyway, that is what I am living for because. You gotta love like um, a boy band get, getting back together when it's right, um, and they did a stunning performance on the one show, which was just so <laughs> ridiculous. And they were all wearing. Do you remember what we when we used to say um, that like people certain outfits people wear items they would wear were very fifth member, and it was about JLS. Do you remember that uni? Maybe yeah, you were, maybe what, was, it, what does it mean? Like some sort of cowl neck, some yeah, it's, sort it's of... It was always like a jersey always, cowl was, neck. Yeah, a jersey cowl neck or some sort of like really low cut like yeah. top on a guy or whatever. And we'd always say like, oh, you're looking very fifth member today. <laughs> or if you had like um, light grey like washed jeans with like a brown boot. Yes, yeah, yes. Very fifth member. God, <laughs> such bitches. I know. <laughs> Meow. Um, yeah, and I just like, they were wearing all these outfits which were like JLS fifth member but updated and I loved it loads fifth member would be such a great name for a boy band yeah. out of X Factor yeah fifth member but there's only like four three of them or something yeah jaunty yeah. <laughs> so yes that is what I am living for and I hope that's okay with everybody um, and what I am longing for is that when the pod comes out next day we are seeing Sleet Kinney yes yeah which is like come round all of a sudden I'm that is my longing for as well and I am longing for it but also that last album though yeah and no janet i know no janet is going to be very difficult because i love janet loads um but apparently people have said they still like go really hard and they're really really good live still and they play like a bunch of old stuff as well still so it's like it's better than you anticipate also Um, just so you know i have spanish before that so i'll just be running over okay you run over um i uh it's also um our friend and friend of the podcast, Rhiannon, is coming to Slay Kenny with her oh, boyfriend Fred, who I love cute. loads. And it's her birthday that day. Aww. So shout out to Rhi. Happy birthday shout for tomorrow. Out to you. And we will see you and have like a nice time at Slay Kenny together. So that is what I am longing for. What are you living and longing for? Well, that's my longing. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of living, I have to say that after today, I have been living for the chat that we've had with DJ to the Stars, Alex Chapman. Yes, Alex Chapman. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's we're going to call him from now we, on. We had such a stunning chat. So if you did not listen to the previous podcast or if you just what need... What are you even doing here? I don't know. but um, Or if you need a reminder, we um, waxed lyrical about his DJ set um, prior to Kim Petrus's yeah. um, performance last week in Manchester. And it was amazing. It's everything that you want from just going out music. And it... it I think it's just like I sort of said to him, it's a really great example of when you actually like listen to what people want and you deliver it hard. Yes. Like you, it's not like the thing of like, oh, I'm a DJ and I'm going to play you like the cool songs and the songs that like, um, I think you want to hear or I want you to Mm -hmm. hear. I'm going to play you literally what you want to hear because I know what that is. Yeah. It's also what I want. Yeah. And it's very unapologetic and and joyful. And his, his like whole vibe and energy was so infectious and like, he is just such a lovely hun and he shouted us out on his Instagram, which is really nice. So thank you very much. Yeah. And he screen recorded our podcast and like, liked our post so that was was really nice for us it was so great for us so yeah um i'm i'm living for that and longing for more of that yeah and fingers crossed for my 30th alex also yes (laughs) that would be amazing yeah looking at ryanair flights as we speak (laughs) um 
But can I just say on the subject of um, the DMs, thank you so much to um, those of you who have gotten in touch with us on Instagram. And Twitter um, as well, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, we had a shout out on Twitter as a podcast recommendation. Oh, yeah, yeah we did. Really cute. Well, anyway, on our socials more broadly, because um, <laughs> we've had some really, really nice messages recently. Really nice. And it's been so nice to talk to you and it hasn't gone unappreciated like we love it so much when you talk to us and tell us how you've kind of come to the podcast or if there's any bits that you really enjoyed or if you have any recommendations of things that we could talk about or just fun things you wanted to share with us like we just love it so much and it's been so so great to see that kind of uplift in uh communication with all of you because we love that absolutely it's um really brought uh, lots and lots of smiles to our days and lots and lots of like texts of like oh my god yeah <laughs> someone else is talking to us <laughs> Yeah, we and love it's it. it's cute. Lots of exclamation marks. Lots of hearts. <laughs> I know. It's like, we're like, we're like quarantined. Then when someone like reaches yes. out to us from the void, we're like, <laughs> like we're not, it, it reminds us that we're not just talking to ourselves. And sometimes yeah, it can feel a bit like it's, that. It's nice to know that if you stare long enough into the podcast void, it will stare yeah, back at you. Something will come back at you. <laughs> so yeah, that's been very nice. Thank you so much. And now on with the show. What else have you been consuming this week, Lucy? Well, it's funny you should say consuming, and I'm going to surprise everyone here by actually talking about food and not something that I've been watching, listening to, or reading. Okay. Um, I have discovered one of my, and this is a bit of a living for, I guess, as well, my new favourite place in Manchester, the stunning, most wonderful Venus Supermarket. It's a Turkish supermarket. Is it in Russia? It's in Russia. Yeah. It is honestly amazing. I've always thought, I've known about it, but I've never been, and I don't bloody know why. Not. I went on Monday, and I couldn't believe my eyes. I walked in, I like nearly cried. It was so great. They have like all the things you want, like off of Turkish things. They make Ooh. simit that's like bigger than your head, which is insane. They just, which is like a bread. They do all the right peppers, all the right vegetables, all of the big tins of cheese oh my god obsessed and, and do they do um the big the big um jars of turkish pickles the bright pink ones yes yeah I loads those. of those yeah they had they, they had literally a whole row of just pickles mm. i was just like oh and i was like i need to not spend too much money but i got yeah. like really excited and spent like a bunch but like it's so great and then um i i did an instagram about it a couple of mates got in touch one was like oh the cafe net that's adjoined to it's amazing gotta go there and i was like oh i need to go there and then also someone else told me that um in the summer you can like buy like bevs from their like fridge and then you they like you can sit out on their terrace like on the front like the porch and just like Aww. have it as a stunning place to have a drink and i was yeah. like well now i know where i'm gonna spend my whole summer. whole life yeah, yeah. so that. i just wanted to do a huge shout out to venus supermarket because that's been like the highlight of my week so far and um that's basically i've just been consuming gorgeous foods from there Mm. what have you been uh up to doing well i consumed some really nice food on saturday i went to the picture drome in macclesfield and i had just the best pasta oh it looked insane it was so nice like it 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 was just really doing something for me Yeah. yeah yeah and it was this like squid ink pasta and these like massive prawns and mussels and a longestine and, and do your sauce honestly olivia stop it the smut the the, smut coming out of yeah, your mouth it was not real, suitable for work podcast it was really not suitable <laughs> for anything apart from my mouth <laughs> um it was so so good so i'd really recommend that you go there and it's just really nice in general there it's very similar to makima they've got some of the same things but then yeah. the pasta one is one that doesn't exist in the manchester one so just for that alone 
it's well worth it. And then, as you know, made my own curry from scratch on Saturday. You did. Oh my word. I came round here for a stunning dinner. Came in, there you were, music playing, candles lit, wine glasses out, even though we weren't drinking wine. No, <laughs> drinking beers, obviously. Gay obviously, rights. Yeah, gay rights. And just, you were, oh, the, the smells. And I was like, oh, hello, this is very adult of us. Here we are, having dinner. And um, yeah, it was stunning. You made a amazing... Uh, Feta, sarg feta sarg feta that's right bon appetit bon appetit thank you very much and you were like lucy i'm making a chunk and i was like oh my god yeah i made my own chunk <laughs> it was so nice it was such a nice dinner thank you very much very light yeah but like indulgent at the same time mm. like really all the flavor was so deep and like wonderful but like yeah you didn't feel like really weighed down at the end which is no. really nice and yeah, it was just so nice. Yeah, I would definitely make that again. Thank yeah. you, Priya at Bon Appetit for yes. suggesting that to me directly. Um, <laughs> oh, I love Priya. She's great, yeah. I wa- God, Have you watched the most recent Bon Appetit? Well, maybe not the most recent now, but like the second to most recent video. No, I don't think so. Imagine just like the most perfect Bon Appetit video for me and that's what it was but it doesn't have brad in it which is sad but well, it's then it's not perfect i know but it's it's for it, me i know and it's not for me in that sense because i love brad <laughs> but like it's it's um it's a molly baz one. Um, i do love molly baz yeah, yeah. stalwart yeah and um the bon appetit video is about her um inventing a new pasta shape oh god yeah that sounds great i'm gonna yeah. watch that for my, at bedtime and it's like all these different it's like yeah it's like 25 minutes long it's like all these different bits in new york she goes and she's like trying different mortadellas and going to all these like different like you know Stunning. pasta shops in brooklyn that have been there for like two billion years and <laughs> you know it's it's for, for us <laughs> it's great for you and me Yes. yes. <laughs> not sure how anyone else might no, not feel sure we care about this. But about a 25 minute. We're just talking about this yes. pasta video. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I need just please put it in the show notes because. I absolutely will. There's got to be some pasta grannies out there. There has to be. And there will be if they are true believers in our podcast. So yeah, I'm, I, I should probably put that as my living for because I really was should, living for that video. We've had so much li- to live for this week. We have. Stunning. We really have. Finally. Um, what else have you been up to this week other than um, frequenting your new favourite supermarket? I also managed to actually go to the cinema, which is something that like I always intend to do more and then just don't do. You know, I'm like, oh, I wish I'd seen that in the cinema and then you, it's already gone. And yeah. you're like, oh, I never saw it. Went and saw parasite with uh oh, izzy and adam my. is it good it was stunning it okay. was amazing i loved it so much like it's long but it's gripping it's perfectly paced um izzy said like afterwards she was like there was one point where like she thought oh maybe this is gonna get boring but then it straight away like flips and it becomes like more and more interesting kind of thing um it's like a sort of thrillery suspense filled thing um about like um basically it's about like class in south korea there's like a sort of poor family who go and work in a rich family's home and it's about like their interactions and what sort of happens there uh it is tense it is funny there are some really funny bits the acting is amazing it looks beautiful like it's so well made and like i just was obsessed with it just spent the whole time like gripped like watching it so gripped so much so that like when we left like our and this is gonna sound so like hashtag film but like our senses were like so alive that like everything in the city seemed like it was like we walked through the city to get the bus and like every single like thing you looked at looked like it was part of a film 
have you ever had that where like you come out of like a cinema or out of somewhere with where you've like and you're like so alive to like everything that everything seems like it's fake. an extension of yeah what like been... an extension of like that world or whatever oh. it was amazing like looking into every shop front was and every bar it was like oh yeah. what's going on in there what like cinema a, did you go to uh view just here by you yeah yeah should have been like oh yeah yeah um uh yeah no it was amazing i would recommend it to anyone and i would really recommend going and seeing the cinema while you can because it's like a really great cinematic experience um and i just love it loads and i think it very much deserved its best picture which it got so uh yeah big up loved it loads well i also went to the cinema this past week to see queen and slim oh i really want to see that i think it's just amazing really yeah it's such a good movie oh my god yes you must go and see it <laughs> um it was it's been uh, produced by lena waith yeah who um, was a writer i think she won an, an emmy for the episode that she did the thanksgiving episode on aziz ansari's um show yes. on netflix master of none yeah um but since then i could, like she did that one um episode and it was so sort of standalone amazing i think things have just kind of snowballed for her after that and she's done a few other bits but this is the first film that she's produced i think it's alongside um another another producer but i can't remember what her name is sorry but um yeah she's made it and just the soundtrack the the characterization sort of nuances in the characters the storytelling it's like it's like a Romeo and Juliet love story but it's about race and tragedy but it has these great moments of levity and like you were sort of saying with Paradise like the pacing of it is amazing and um you know one second you're shocked and the second you're crying and the second you're laughing and it's just such a meaningful powerful sort of galling gripping film and just sobbed yeah it was it was so so good it just the emotion in it just like completely chokes you up wow okay um, i really want to see it yeah i can't believe we've both been to see two like stunning films we have rave reviews for yeah it's good just to give like a bit of context for mm. people who might not have heard of the film it's um set kind of modern day and it's about this couple who go on a tinder date to a diner yeah and they don't really know that much about each other they've maybe been chatting for a week or so and she's like blown him off a few times but then decides to go on this date with him and they're just sort of chatting and it transpires that she only said yes because she's having a really rubbish time at work she is um a lawyer um i don't think it really like says what what he does and then they're kind of just talking more and then they're getting on and then he gives her a ride home. Right. And they're driving home and they get pulled over. They're both black and they get pulled over by a white police officer mm. who um, it transpires is racist. And this whole um, scene escalates between the three of them. And in the first couple of minutes, and it's kind of in any blurb that you read, so it's not really a spoiler, but... Um, the guy ends up shooting the police officer and killing him. And right, okay. they, in, in self-defense, because yeah. um, the other guy is trying to shoot him yeah. and kill him. So, um, so basically, in that moment, they have to decide, are they going to sort of stick or twist? And she's saying, look, like, we need to just run because there's no way that we're getting out of this. Like, if we 
if we try and explain what's happened no one's going to believe us like she's a lawyer and she's like it's just not going to work like mm. we have to just we have to just go and he's like well, they're going to catch up with us and she was like well, we'll have to worry about that later like oh we just God. need to we just need to leave and like leave everything behind so like family everything Jesus. if we want to try and have a slim shot at you know surviving this and it's about that journey that they have wow. together and their relationship and how they fall in love and it speaks to kind of wider issues um with um racism and um the sort of political landscape in the US and in the wider sort of western yeah. world at the moment and also it's just a love story it's really funny and it's just such it sounds really sort of silly to say um, you know when people say it's such an important film but it, it just really is yeah it really is yeah. an important film I, I think and um just so so well done so I would definitely go and see it while it's still out amazing okay I will absolutely go you've sold it to me yeah to it came nines. out in the US I think um around Thanksgiving last right. year yeah. so it's like just sort of come out in the past few weeks yeah. here oh nice definitely we'll go watch that Speaking very quickly on just race and racism in the Western world, did you see Dave's performance at the BAFTAs? No, but I saw him at the Brits. That's right. Did you see Dave's... (laughs) (laughs) We'll just leave that in. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I meant the Brits. Uh, Yeah, so uh, Dave performed his song Black, which is a song off of his album, which has won Best Album in many, 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 many many awards. Um, uh, And he sort of uh, did this really, really powerful performance of black and then had like a sort of uh extra bit that he added on the end uh, about like current race issues and racism in our country and um in the world in general and stuff and i just it was so powerful and i think everyone should watch it and he is uh, an amazing uh artist and rapper and just gen- you know person and he is only 21 Wow, which is insane. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's so young and he has like so much to say and so much important shit to say. And I just like, without going too much into it, just watch it. And, um, you know, it, it's very, uh, very effective. Yeah, what did you think of the Brits last night? Uh, I didn't really, I, I've only seen that one performance and then I've seen sort of like, you know, people being there and stuff, like nothing else from it, to oh, be honest. Okay. What did you, what did you gather from it? I thought it was all right. Um, I did watch it. I saw um billy eilish performing the new james bond right. song yeah um which is all right i think it's just maybe a bit of a grow but yeah. also um the james bond songs are always a bit dull yeah to be honest. and it's and she has one of those kind of like pop voices where i can't understand everything that she's saying cause she's doing that sort of affectation pop voice it. yeah and i know it's like popular with the kids these days but yeah. um they love the eyelash but i don't know i i can't get with it a bit okay. yeah um anyway she's all right um <laughs> <laughs> she's fine by me no, like I, I like, um, I like her other songs, but this one was a bit like, yeah. But I think that's that. I think that's more the nature of it being a Bond song. Than yeah, maybe. Else. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they did that. Um. Harry Styles was there, and oh, um, he and Lizzo were having a cute time together, Aww. and that was nice. Yeah. You know, we put up with Jack Whitehall presenting it again, um, and then it kind of ended. And I know I was saying, you know, about like the not understanding all of the Billie Eilish hype, but I do think that it probably should have ended on Billie Eilish. But instead, for reasons that are just not apparent to me, it ended on this like 11 minute indulgence performance by Rod Stewart. Oh, weird. Was he like a Hall of Fame thing? I guess. Yeah. But it's just like... Don't they usually do that with the Brits? Like it ends with the, like wasn't last year pink? And it's like the one of like the person who's won the thing, the whole yeah. thing or whatever. Yeah. Whatever they call it. The Brit of 
Yeah. Brit. <laughs> I guess. The, the, Brit, the Brits bits. Yeah, the like big like Lifetime Achievement yeah. Award or whatever. Yeah, yeah but I, just, I just feel like it just ends in a bit of a flat way. And it reminded me of like, you know, if you like go to like Mallorca and there's like an entertainer at the hotel. <laughs> it's a bit like that. You know, oh, like he's just a bit past, oh, the just a bit past his, past his prime slightly um, sort of singing wise. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just felt like there was so much new emerging exciting talent yeah, there and, then... and it's not it's not an age thing in particular it's just more you know a, a fresh point of view and um a lot of the stuff now is very sort of like politically and socially charged yeah. and it just feels like everything else was a bit more like cohesive and going in a particular yeah. direction and tone and then it was just kind just of like, like oh here's rod oh, again sally may yeah wheel out rod stewart yeah, yeah i don't know i didn't really yeah, get it yeah fair enough so that was that was my kind of um brit critique i suppose critique so olivia what has been going on in the news this week what bits are happening well um britain's first and only openly gay professional footballer has been inducted into the hall of fame yes justin fashionu um he was the first and only gay professional footballer and um, he is to be posthumously inducted into the Hall of Fame at the National Football Museum in Manchester. Um, so that actually happened today. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it'll be a week ago when this comes out. But um, yeah, they um, they want to raise awareness of homophobia in the sport. And um, this award is being received by his family on what would have been um, Justin Fashionu's 59th birthday mm. and it kind of speaks to a wider issue about homophobia in football i think we were talking about this only last week yeah and um i think it's just a really positive message to be sending um to celebrate to celebrate that achievement definitely but it still does really highlight uh, the fact that he's the only ever openly gay male footballer yeah. in the sort of upper echelons of football in our in our country and that is wild um but yeah really nice really nice that they've done that and um can you believe i've never been to the football museum no No, i I can't believe it and now it's it's not free anymore i've missed i've missed the boat on it being free oh it's very upsetting i need to go though i would i think i'd love it loads yeah and i was i was reading this article last week and i didn't realize that at the time um obviously i knew that it was really difficult for him Mm. but that um a member of his family his brother um offered to pay him 75 grand to not come out wow because they thought it was going to be so you know detrimental imagine. obviously he did have a really difficult life yeah um but you know what what a what a situation to be in yeah absolutely um so you know it is a good thing but like you say speaks to sort of wider systemic issues that are still very much ongoing in the sport absolutely and now some news from our favorite bookshop gays the word i don't know if um, any of you saw this but we did um instagram about the fact that um gays the word was broken into a couple of weeks ago and then this article came up in the guardian about what happened so the article reads bookshop burglary foiled after prosecco distracts raiders honestly (laughs) you couldn't write it and then the first line fabulous thank you alison flood who wrote this things went flat Uh (laughs) (laughs) bloody 
hell what is happening <laughs> things went flat for two burglars who broke into london's bookshop gays the word after police caught them quaffing prosecco in the shop's basement oh my god that's like one of my words quaffing. yeah you love to quaff i love to quaff front and back windows at gays the word which became the uk's first gay bookshop when it opened in 1979 which featured in the film pride was smashed last stunt last sunday but after ransacking the shop and drinking a bottle of tequila left on the premises after a staff member's birthday, the burglars were caught by police in the store's kitchen drinking Prosecco. They were subsequently sentenced. One man was jailed for six months and the second given 16 weeks suspended for 12 months. Um, yeah, so they just it's ended bizarre, up... It's isn't it, really? Like, what what's happened there? Yeah, I know. And uh, <laughs> the, bookseller, the bookseller's quoted as saying... They seem to have been boozing up mid-burglary, which probably wasn't the most prudent thing to do. <laughs> such class. Yeah, such decorum there. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a very odd story. I feel like it um it's almost like a uh like something you'd read in one of the books from the bookshop. Yes, it, it does. Which I quite like. Yeah. <laughs> Just being distracted by a nice tipple, <laughs> an afternoon tipple. A little glass of fizz. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, look, I'm sure I'm sure they aren't the first. <laughs> and speaking of Gaze the Word, we actually, one of our shout-outs from one of our listeners was that they'd come over from the States and they went to Gaze the Word off of our recommendation. Oh, yeah, So we really lovely. hope that, and they bought loads and loads of books, that's really nice. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, everyone should go to Gaze the Word if you're ever in London. It's uh, stunning, great, really nice, and you will find loads and loads and loads of great books. And last week's podcast was um, recorded before the awful news of uh, Caroline Flack's death. So we wanted to talk about it this week. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, everybody knows the tragic story of what happened with um, Caroline. Will they know from the news anyway? Yeah. And um, I just wanted to kind of talk about our feelings around it and kind of what we've read and how we've kind of come to make sense out of something which is just so tragic and awful i suppose yeah i think the prevailing sort of feeling for me personally is just like of sort of being horrified by the fact that you know she was uh pushed to this to this end for herself and that like she felt so um desperately sad that she took her own life you know that's that's horrible like if that ever happens to anyone um and i think when it happens to somebody in the uh, public eye, there's a lot more to think about and a lot to sort of question around why that might be the case. Um, yeah, I agree. I think I think for me, something that I've been grappling with, um, especially reading some of the work of um, some journalists recently about the attitude that has been prevailing over these past few days of you know the press is to blame yeah and i think it's a really interesting um it's a really interesting point because obviously she was completely um dogged by a lot of tabloids and since her death was announced there were a lot of articles taken down and condolence ones put up in their place yes and a lot of really horrible grim behavior horrible grim behavior but i also think that whilst that definitely existed and exists and should be condemned i do think that we as a society have to hold our hand up for our role to play in this as well and i think it's very easy in times like this to turn around on the press as being a complete separate entity to our society 
and um, blame them completely for it. And I think, you know, an article that was written by um, journalist Soph Wilkinson in Huffington Post this week um, talks about that a lot more. And I think it is, it's a very difficult and nuanced conversation to have, but I think it's one that is definitely worth having and needs to be had. Um, and the type, the headline of that article is celebrities get treated so badly by the media because you keep reading the stories. Yeah, which is the whole point, isn't it? Yeah, and obviously it's a little bit of a sensationalist headline in the sense of like, you know, but I think I think it's supposed uh, it's meant to serve the point. You're meant to read that and be shocked and think, you know, oh well, it's not just because I'm reading the stories. The press are writing it too, and it's like, well, yeah, it cuts both ways. It does cut both ways, and like the press doesn't exist in a vacuum. Like it exists to no. to like uh, to provide, especially tabloid press provides stories and articles that it thinks you're gonna click and read and whilst they do do that in a way that is grim horrible and very very unnecessary they also are able to keep doing that because we do click on those things yeah and i think um two articles that i read this one by um sophie wilkinson and another one by um my good friend leah green who writes for guardian who wrote a really great piece about it the prevailing sort of sentiments in it are you know our personal relationships to um this whole culture of celebrity whilst being in a position of influence Mm. and how all of those things kind of marry up yeah definitely and so um sophie writes um i knew this when i wrote a story about caroline flack on a slow news day nearly a decade ago using a tone that I'd felt emboldened to use because it was all over social media. The piece was unnecessarily mean. Caroline had been upset by it, my editor later told me after having deleted the story. That same editor sat me down and assessed correctly that I was only so mean because I wasn't feeling so great myself. We worked on getting me somewhere better and these days I try to punch upwards, not down. I take full responsibility for contributing to Caroline's distress in a story that I don't doubt that I don't doubt help chip away at her self-worth. And I'm so sorry to her family and friends. As a member of the press, I'm thinking hard about how to no longer exploit celebrities. And rather than signing a petition and thinking the hard work is over, I'm going to keep thinking of how my words can carry. We all have the power to stop allowing cruelty to be the tabloid's best option. We can all encourage the press's very human writers with very mechanical targets to do the right thing. So I think that's a really important message because I have seen these petitions doing the rounds recently and it's a very sort of black and white, you know, stop the press from talking about um, revenge porn, for an example. And it says, it gives that as an example earlier up in the article and says, well, if we don't talk about that, then we can't critique the whole culture that exists around that. Mm. And, you know, we can't silence the press from talking about difficult subjects and things that are in the sort of public interest but it's about how those things are handled yeah and handled with care they're gonna they're going to talk about the issues and the things that are happening but it's give not giving them the uh belief that we want to hear about the like sensationalization of those things and about the sort of uh more maybe uh more maybe like stretched out sordid parts of people's lives or whatever it's it's saying that you know we want to talk about issues and things that are happening and we want to know about them in a uh in a well-presented researched manner not just 
you know, because a lot of these articles from tabloids are just dead short. They're just going to have like a few pictures and they're just going to say like a few very, very like hurtful things that are not maybe not even necessarily true just because they think that's what you want to hear. But if we are able to uh, make the press believe that's not what we want to hear, we want to hear like well-rounded talk about whatever, then, you know, that's got to be the future of that the press and our our consumption of other people's lives. Yeah, and I think that Leia's, uh, Leia's article speaks about that consumption element yeah. of celebrity lives, which, um, you know, work in positive ways so far for a lot of celebrities yeah. and, you know, can do a lot of good and be a positive thing. But um, I guess we're sort of in uncharted territory now that when one of our kind of contemporaries who lives that sort of similar life online um dies we feel like we know them and that we have ownership over you know their some of their life and their and their story in a sense Mm. and i think in a way we do because of how that relationship has manifested through this sharing of um intimacy through an online space and it's not the same as being somebody's real friend no and it's not the same as being somebody's family member who really you know knows the person intimately but it is different it's a different relationship yeah um to how we would have had if a celebrity had died under similar circumstances 20 or 30 years ago it's a new type of relationship absolutely and it's kind of talking about how we go forward in this new world and she says there are obviously no easy answers it's too late to reverse the way we've opened up our lives and in turn inserted ourselves into those of others it's unrealistic to ask celebrities to shut out the fans who've got them where they are and it's unfair to blame people for enjoying the intimacy they believe they share we're as trapped in the web of tv tabloids and social media as those we follow but no matter how enticing the gossip may be we need to stop incentivizing the tabloid press to treat anyone in the public eye as fair game just because they tried to let us into their lives absolutely even if we try to consume celebrity culture more ethically the fact remains that we've entered new territory in our relationship to stars Flack's death comes as less and less of our lives are treated as off limits as the lines between celebrity and reality continue to blur so do our feelings we should be ready for more of this new complex grief yeah brilliantly said that's very correct and like there is a lot to talk about and consider in terms of how this sort of relationship goes forward and how we do uh perceive everybody and and, and it's a lot about privacy and about like she says the lines being blurred between uh you know what makes somebody famous what makes somebody someone you know and what makes it what yeah. makes what you deserve to know about somebody yeah because do you remember when twitter came out um and we all started using it and just the fact that you could get a reply back from a celebrity was like beyond yes. our comprehension yeah, it was like oh my god Stephen frost tweeted me or whatever yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and i think you know in the early days of twitter we probably all had a couple of those moments where yeah you know we've had a like or you know a sentence back I, from I've a celebrity. I've had a conversation about Scrabble with Richard Osman off of Pointless. Wow, <laughs> amazing! So yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, and that that seemed so bizarre at that point. But now it's now it's, it's like entirely normal that that, normal. that yeah. could happen. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it's kind of like this this wall has been torn down, which I think in some ways has been a really great and powerful thing and you know artists can get closer to fans and yeah. things like that and it's you know can be really lovely but in other ways it's a lot more kind of um insidious and intense and i'm just so so sorry it's happened yeah it's uh 
heartbreaking, very sad. And hopefully we can move forward and be better to each other. And on the subject of Caroline Flack, her ex, Andrew Brady, has actually set up a memorial fund which is dedicated to trans kids and to the charity Mermaids. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that's a really nice thing. Um, it's on a Just Giving page. Uh, maybe we can find a link to it. Yeah. Um, and he writes, please join me in donating towards the Caroline Flack Memorial Fund mermaids was a charity that caroline was very passionate about may her legacy live on and be remembered for the bright confident smiley individual she was rest in peace carrie yeah that that is that's lovely that's really nice and mermaids do loads and loads of amazing work and it's a great cause to support so yeah we'll absolutely will put a link in the show notes and if you have you know anything you can spare then they are a great charity to uh, support and much like the sister to a mermaid in the sea, what siren songs have you been listening to this week, Olivia? What's your track of the week? Well, well. Um, yes, my track of the week is from LaRue's new album. Oh, okay. I didn't know the album was out. I yeah. Knew a couple of singles, but... She has a new album called Supervision. Um, and the track that I like from it is called Automatic Driver. Oh, I have heard that one. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, really good. That's very up your street of like, you know, when you get into your little electro bus. <laughs> like like when, when I'm in that space again. When you're in that space again. There she is. <laughs> yeah. When I'm in that space, that's what I like. Yeah. Um, the album is not as good as her last album that she did, which was so underappreciated by everybody. Oh God, I feel like I don't know it. It was so good. Um, yeah, her last album she released in 2014 and it was called Trouble in Paradise mm. and it was really good what singles were off that? not like not really any, any. But it's, I, see, I don't know that at all but I'm gonna I'll love check it out it was really good well I, I really enjoyed it anyway but, and, and, it, and this this is a good album it's just a little bit like more one note slightly than Trouble in Paradise okay. but um, yeah. if you like LaRue you'll like it because okay. it's all very like that yes yeah um, but I can't help but think like her voice must hurt after she's been singing for oh ages God, yeah so high pitched like, very like like, ah! like is that the natural I always wonder with singers like is that like the natural sing that they do or do they have to like force it to be like that to be a cool sound I feel like you'd hope it to be like a bit of a natural one because otherwise it's gonna be very painful for them yeah yeah well Hashtag pray for LaRue. <laughs> um, Do you think it's weird when like people turn out to be like our age now and you're like, oh, that's weird that they're my age? Everyone's our age. Yeah. And when you when you were younger, you're like, oh my God, everyone's so old, they're 30. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, we're, we are them. Yeah. And it like, our, it's our time. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> But it also, though? it's not our time for a lot of things. Yeah. Because like they've had the amount of same time as us and they've managed to like have five albums and what have we done today to make ourselves feel uh, proud? Excuse me, Olivia. We have got. <laughs> Uh, 47 podcasts we've been going for a whole year and we have one to 18 listeners <laughs> <laughs> so we've done a lot to make us proud okay and other than um what have you done today to make you feel proud what's your other track of the week <laughs> so my other track of the week is off the back of listening to 10,000 JLS songs uh, because of their lovely lovely reunion uh, I'm gonna have to go for probably probably my favourite JLS song which is One Shot oh, oh yeah love it stunning and you only get one to make you only it get count. one you gotta make it count you might never get this moment again mm. so that is my track of the week short sweet simple but a bob so whilst we absolutely agree with lovely, lovely boy bands getting back together again for the for the lads, 
There's got to be some things, you know, light and shade. What do we not agree with this week? Olivia, it's time for... I don't agree with it. Olivia, what do you not agree with this week? Nice. Um, What I don't agree with this week, Lucy, is... Oh, it annoys. Right, mm. I think mm. this one I really don't agree with a lot, but also it's a bit room one hundred one y. Like it's a bit, <laughs> no, it's a bit like what um you know you know that like Talking Heads program that would be on like Channel Five, which is like Grumpy Old Men or whatever it was yes. called. Yes, uh, where it's like oh, and oh. they do that in the car. Yeah. like it's a bit like mine's that. a bit that this week too. <laughs> yeah, so this Grumpy Old Woman Corner, and I kind of hate myself yes. for it. And yet here we are you know welcome to me this is the fun of me this is the fun of me and the fun of me this week is oh god so our work lifts i absolutely (laughs) loathe them you're Um, always talking about your work lifts. i absolutely loathe them they take ages they stop at every floor and they're so crowded and everyone's always talking them like yeah (laughs) oh yeah no yeah and they've all like got their lunch boxes and i just i can't no, stand they it they got their lunch bags yeah their, their little lunch yeah bag of whatever it's called yeah throwback to a previous i don't agree yeah, with yeah and, and they're just like oh yeah like all of that and i can't i can't stand no. it i just want it to be over want it to be over want it to be over and i don't agree with all of that like all of the pomp and circumstance surrounding no. surrounding yes. the lifts and doing any kind of talking i don't want i don't want to acknowledge anybody until i'm on the same floor <laughs> Until I'm what on floor s- do you work solid on? ground five. Oh, I was going to say, like, get the stairs, but five is quite high. Five is too long. Yeah, five is too long. You're right. Oh, no. So you have to put yourself through that. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that get the lift to go down one floor from floor one. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I understand that, you know, some people need to do that, but I. Yeah, of course. Some but people. Some people do not. Don't. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's another thing. But the thing that annoys me the most Ooh. about this whole lift pump and circumstance is. Oh, it's awful. So if I've gotten on at floor five and it's stopping at every single floor and I'm trying to get out and get the early tram, mm. people, and it's always people on floor one or two, the people who usually could probably just like, could probably just trot down the stairs. Mm. They always get the lift and it's always at one or two. And then they're always like, Jean, Jean, the lift's here. It's the lift. <gasps> And they've got one foot no! on the lift, stopping it. The whole lift is so crowded. And like, she's just, she's just going, Jit, yeah. No, the, it's the lift. The lift is here. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's not even about lift. Sometimes they're just continuing having their conversation. And like, yeah, so I'm probably going to speak to him about it tonight. Mm, what do you That's think? That's so rude. Yeah, and we're all just there like chopped liver, just like waiting to miss our tram. And it's so annoying. That's really rude. And you, I'd be how fuming. How entitled is that? That's so entitled. And that is my least favorite thing for people yeah, to Yeah, but people do it all the time and it's just Oh my God, I really worst. don't agree with that for you. That's horrible. Isn't it just? I'd be there like, I bet you're there face like thunder. No, I really am. And I'm like, yeah. I've got nowhere to be. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't shit. agree with it. No, fair enough. <laughs> and what don't you agree with this week? Yeah, so mine is like a bit of like a angry old man thing as well. But I would like to caveat this firstly by saying that I absolutely agree with cycling. I really think it's the future. I think cyclists should have a lot to do with getting around. I think they're great. But what I don't agree with is when there's a red light 
and a cyclist just decides to go through it. Oh yeah, because naughty. Because the rules of the road apply to you too, hon. Yeah. And that really pisses me off. I know, I don't mind when they go like a bit before the green because they're trying to get ahead of the yeah, bastard the cars. Because yeah. cars are horrible to cyclists, I totally agree. But sometimes you just go through red lights. And also, this happens a lot to me when I'm walking home, there's one bit where I have to cross the road and they just come through the red lights. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a crossing and yeah. I am evidently crossing. Can you not? Can you and not? it's like, I don't want to get knocked off. So I just really don't agree with that. And I know that makes me like a bit boring, but like, it's just been happening quite a lot recently and I've just been like, Ugh! the rules of the road apply to you too. I also don't agree with, in terms of cyclists, this will be my only time that I say about things I don't agree with with cyclists is when they go the wrong way up a road. When then it was you're not supposed that? to. Some cyclists in this very fair city. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not supposed to be here because this is also this way, road, one way for all of us. So <laughs> can we not? Unless you're on the pavement, which is fine. I know people don't agree with cyclists on the pavement. I don't really bother. That wouldn't bother me that much. Isn't it illegal but for cyclists to be on the pavement if they're over 12? Technically something like that. But like, I don't really care because I know that there's some really dangerous bits and it's hard sometimes. But yeah, probably for like a few yeah. bits. But then if you had like all cyclists yeah. on the pavement all at yeah. once, it would be like untenable. But yeah, like, of course. if they're like just being reasonable, then. yeah they're being reasonable fine but like if they're not if they're on the road and they're being unreasonable by being going the wrong way or by going through a red light and nearly running over my toes i don't agree with it fair there's only one person that i would allow to be on a bicycle any which way she likes and that very person is our very own celine she's it's... more gonna be on a segway though well, she's definitely gonna be on a segway but if she were on a bike she can do whatever she likes right correct mm. Mm. it's time for celine watch so our Celine, our dear, dear Celine this week, she's not been up to much, but on the Meads, um, a video has been cycling around, which I have actually seen previously, and I can't believe I've not talked about before. Mm. Um, she must have been up to something much bigger that week, um, where she is asked like what one of her favourite snacks is. Oh, and yeah. she, and she, she responds very, very, very passionately about a certain snack. Now, I'm, I'm not going to spoil this. I'm just going to play the, the audio into, into the microphone for everybody, because I think that's the best way for it to go favorite meal it's not really a meal it's different things um i love peanut butter so bad peanut butter oh that's good peanut butter, butter jelly peanut butter jelly peanut butter jelly peanut butter jelly would be baseball bat no peanut and butter put it jelly. on put but it, meal would be like um probably <laughs> baba ganoush hummus and lebanese food oh god hummus yeah. <laughs> oh hummus oh hummus <laughs> Does she say peanut butter jelly in a baseball bat? Yes. Because <laughs> there is that song about peanut butter jelly that's from like some sort of cartoon. I can't remember which one, but it does go like that. Like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly. I think she's. it comes from something like that or like some sort of internet funny, but I can't remember exactly what it is. Okay. But when I heard her do that, I was like, I know what that is, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah. But anyway, so that is just a little insight into what Celine likes to snack on. But if it's actually a meal, it's Lebanese food. Don't forget it. Don't, okay. It's hummus. It's she's hummus. mad for a flatbread. Hummus. Mad for a falafel. Falafel. How do you think she says falafel? I say falafel. Do you? Yeah. I say falafel. And most let's people... call the whole thing off. Yeah, let's. Bye. <laughs> End. Finn. Can <laughs> we just end it? It'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then ding, 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 Let's do it, because why not? Yeah. yeah. It's our show too. It's our show too. It's actually just our show. (laughs) (laughs) No one listens to the end anyway, so. Yeah.